This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Rental at a time. And real quick, first and foremost, allow me to wish you a happy Easter. Uh, if you were out celebrating it, going to church, uh, doing the egg hunts, all of that good stuff. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, if not, if you're choosing just to hang out like any other Sunday, have a great Sunday. A uh, couple of things I want to talk about today. First and foremost, I've just done the math on the one rental at a time positive impact score. And kind of as expected, we set a record. Uh, it is uh, it is something that uh, you'll see in, a, I don't know, about an hour or so, pretty proud of. But really, one rental at a time, this positive impact score is, is all about you, right? Followers of this channel, people who've read the book. Uh, as you've hopefully seen, the positive impact score is just about all of you taking action. And uh, I wasn't sure we would hit a number like this so quickly, uh, but I'm glad to see that one rental at a time is working. It's building confidence, belief, uh, focus, daily execution, writing great offers, yes, and as you will see shortly, getting deals done. So we'll talk about that in its own video because it warrants its own thing. Uh, I'll get to that this morning. Uh, But as I look at the upcoming week and upcoming quarter, a couple of things really jump out at me. Uh, trading tomorrow at the open. I really see tomorrow's trading day having three, I don't know if I want to call them themes, but kind of three intentions. First, pre-market, right? Pre-market tomorrow is going to be a little more active than normal. Uh, we are going to have folks who have been eagerly waiting to trade Uh, whether it be Tesla's uh, delivery numbers or maybe uh, it was the blowout uh, employment numbers from Friday. Again, remember, stock trading was not open on Friday. So I think Friday pre-market is going to be interesting and volatile, and I don't think it will necessarily relate to closing. I think there could be a surge. uh, There really could be a setup by Wall Street that baits retail investors into something. So I think pre-market's going to be interesting. I think the first hour of trading will be interesting. And then I think the close. We'll see where it goes. I am of the opinion that Friday's jobs number was validation, that the great rotation is coming. Uh, I thought it was validation uh, that interest rates should go up, right? Because the job picture is just way better than people expected. Again, I'm not saying it's over. Don't be upset with me. It's just a wonderful place to start from. And let's celebrate, you know, entering the light or entering spring or whatever your analogy is. Uh, a couple of other things, you know, this this video is going to close with, with a section that talks about the next 12 months being very different than the last. And as I go through the list, I'd love to hear from you what things you think will be different because it's important, right? If we're investors and we have been following a train of thought. This is in stocks, in crypto, in real estate for 12 months. And then the market shifts underneath us. 
and we don't change how we're operating, we could get caught. Uh, so we'll get to that in a minute. A couple of other things that caught my attention as I was reading the financial news this morning. First, uh, General Motors is going to release an electric Hummer. I don't know about you, but when I think the Hummer, A, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think it was the movie was Commando way back in the day when it was kind of first splashed on the big screen. I don't necessarily think electric, but I guess if you can build it, they will come is the idea. Uh, it's going to be $80,000 base model up to $110,000 for an electric Hummer. Okay. Uh, next up, we have uh, movie Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, it has been the biggest movie in the last 13 months. I'm curious, anybody seen it any good? I haven't been to a movie theater. I can't even tell you the last movie I saw in a theater. It's been a long time. Uh, but yeah, apparently uh, that has made uh, over $20 million already in theater, not uh, from its co-release on HBO. Uh, so again, right? Just another sign that we're leaving these dark times and entering the light. Again, travels up, United's hiring people, all of those things. So I want to talk about the next 12 months and really just what does it mean for us as real estate investors? If you're taking my course, how to get started one rental at a time, how am I using our daily execution? Because again, I'm doing it with you. What am I doing in my market to see if I'm right? So let's go through a long list. First and foremost, work from home. I think it's very clear with the headlines coming out the last five days that work from home has kind of seen its peak. Uh, I think I shared earlier in the week that Facebook and Google are already planning to bring bring people back in April, uh, at least in a limited number with more and more coming. Uh, yes, the office space will be rejiggered and reconfigured and you know all of that stuff. But I think work from home has seen its peak and that will have ramifications both for big cities like San Francisco and New York. It will have um, ramifications uh, on lots of different things. So again, work from home, I think it has seen its peak. I think I'm not saying it goes away. I'm just saying it's seen its peak. You know, and if a peak is 100, does it go back to 90, 80, 70? I don't know. But I think it has seen its peak, something to watch out for. Urban flight. Uh, really, when I think urban flight, I think of two cities. I think of Manhattan, so not New York City, but Manhattan specifically, and San Francisco. Uh, Manhattan has already, already seen a return of, I don't know what you want to call it. I'm going to call them young folks because they're a decade or two younger than me, younger than my daughter. Uh, but they are already coming back and they are locking in remarkable lease rates. Uh, I think the vacancy in Manhattan has peaked, which means it will be retreating and landlords will start filling vacant units, signing longer leases and going forward. San Francisco, I don't know if it's seen its bottom yet. I think I'm going to do a video later today about, you know, I talked about New York, Las Vegas, and San Francisco six months ago. I think I'll do another one on that and, and kind of see what I got right, what I got wrong. But I think urban flight starts to retreat. And again, what does that mean? Right? Does that just mean the kids uh, or the young adults, you know, they move back with mom and dad for a short time? Are they going to go back? You know, what is going on? Uh, but lots of things. Store closings. We have seen record numbers of 
of store closings. They are still, you know, higher than they should be. But I believe those fall off. And then more importantly, we see record grand openings. This is just the transition period and will be very exciting. Unemployment and or job creation. <coughs> Excuse me. Whatever you think. Again, I believe unemployment has peaked. Uh, I believe job creation is just starting. So what does that mean, right? Are, are, we, are we just rehiring the people we let go? Are we rehiring different folks? I believe, as I said yesterday or the day before, uh, that job creation will lead to wage inflation. Wage inflation is a good thing, uh, but if left unchecked, it can surprise the Fed, and I think it will, uh, because again, I've said over and over that Janet Yellen is an economist, and she is going to focus on U3 and U6, and she is going to get surprised, but we shall see. Spending on experiences. This is probably the easiest call I've ever had to make, and you're already seeing the numbers. I shared with you three or four weeks ago, Olivia and I gave up. We booked a nice July vacation or summer vacation. I think lots of people are already booking flights. We actually see hotels at 80-some-odd percent occupancy. Uh, spending on experiences coming back. We have even California opening up con uh, concerts and maybe even go see a Warrior game. It's, it's you know crazy, at least at some limited numbers. But we are going to be spending on experiences which means maybe we buy less stuff on Amazon. You know, maybe we have less uh, food delivered and groceries and all of that. So again, I think you're going to see spending patterns change remarkably in the next six months. So how is that going to impact businesses and the like? Because I don't think enough people are thinking about that. Home listings. This is a huge one for you and me. And again, if you're doing the work, do yourself a favor. Really start to look at this. I think it's going to start trickling in. They're going to get absorbed very quickly in the beginning, but it will change and you'll see inventory differences and quality differences. I believe home listings across the country are higher than they are today. That's probably not hard to do. We are at record lows, a million available homes. Could we be at a million five, million seven, two million? Remember, normal is like 3.2, right? So we are remarkably low. I think home listings go up. That is awesome. Uh, savings. Uh, again, we have this, I think it was, what was it? Like 1.6 trillion in excess savings. We got, you know, I don't know, 50 billion in like short-term excess savings. Just lots of money out there. Uh, it is going to get spent uh, I talked about it like eight months ago about China having revenge buying and kind of chuckled. I'm like, what's revenge buying? But sure enough, it's going to happen. I know I feel it. I'm like, God, get me out of here. I need to go do something. So I think savings will start to dwindle. Uh, and again, being consumers, that's what we do. Uh, inflation. This muted inflation that we've, the story we've all been told is going to come back to surprise us. They're going to tell us it's, short term, which maybe it will be, uh, but inflation will not be as muted as it was. It is coming back and will likely be the story of 2021, or at least a story of 2021. Interest rates. Interest rates are not done going up. Uh, I believe the federal government will do all it can, uh, including announcing Operation Twist at some point this year uh, to force the long end down. Uh, but again, you know, interest rates will be higher December 31st than they are today. 
So for me, that's three questions. All of that, and there's more. I'd love to hear from you what's going to be different in the next 12 months than the last 12. Uh, keep it positive if you can. Uh, so what happens to stocks? What happens to real estate? What happens to the affordability index? These are three things that I think are important. First, stocks. I'm not a stock guy. I don't pretend to be a stock guy, but I do think we see a rotation. Everything I've just went through means what worked the last 12 months probably isn't the place to be the next 12. I think there's a lot of stocks <clears throat> that benefited the last 12 that won't. That will be interesting to watch unravel, unfold. I think there's huge leverage in the system, so we will see what happens there. Home prices. Hopefully by now you've heard me enough to know that I don't think home prices will crash. Uh, I think what we could see is home appreciation slow, right? Even Case Schiller came out with 11 or 12% earlier last week. Uh, I don't know that we see double-digit home appreciation, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's abnormal, right? But we could see 7 or 8% appreciation. So if, if you want to spin my thoughts negative, you could say something like home appreciation falls 33%. Falls from 12 to 8. Great, right? So some people are going to turn that negative. 8% appreciation is higher than normal. 8% appreciation is awesome. 8% appreciation is national. Many cities that you're looking at will do more. Some will do less. Most importantly, the affordability index. I believe with higher prices, 8% appreciation and higher interest rates, Yes, some wage inflation, but probably not enough. We are going to end the year at a lower affordability index, at least in my market. We'll probably go from something like 48 to 38, somewhere in there. I haven't thought. Still not a red flag or a yellow flag, but still trending in the wrong direction. Uh, but that's where I'm at. Uh, again, if you're how to get started one rental at a time is the daily discipline. It is the focus that you need to execute if you want to get into real estate investing. If you want to be a buy and hold one rental at a time person, you need to take the course, do the daily work so you can see the listings come on, quality difference, price points, all of that. It's already happening. I'm already hearing from students in the Facebook group that they're seeing it. They're still they're a little flustered that inventory is going still faster, but that's how this starts. Inventory comes on more. It gets consumed by people who've had bidding wars and just frustrated. That will burn off. We'll see more inventory. We'll be able to make deals. Remember, only write good or great offers. Do the work. Write the offers. Let's see what happens. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Take care. Happy Easter. Happy Sunday. Bye-bye.